welcome to uh, welcome back to the TM podcast episode 43. Today we are going to talk about sizing. So we invited uh, our expert on sizing, Holger. So Holger, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm Holger, working in the uh, order management team uh, in general, but I also have to take care of some cross topics like performance and part of the performance is the topic of sizing helping the customers out to get their hardware for our stuff okay thanks so uh, next we have uh, Bernd who's also going to ask some questions today yeah me again Bernd uh, also from the order management team and they have the pleasure asking questions about sizing I'm really curious I have no idea about that <laughs> let's clarify <laughs> And uh, yeah, my name is Felix. I'm uh, a new colleague in TM, also working in the order management team, um, currently on different uh, topics. And I'm also going to uh, ask some questions today and I'm eager to learn about sizing. So, Okay. Then let's get started, huh? I okay. would say. So what? what is that? sizing altogether uh, it's about size right so it's about size yes <laughs> <clears throat> size matters <laughs> um so imagine somebody wants to install our transportation management software and uh in the end you always need some hardware to run that software on mm -hmm. and um then you get the question from either the customer directly or from its partners like novigo and others um to Estimate what uh, hardware resources are required to run a transportation management system with a given data volume. Mm -hmm. And sizing is all about uh, telling the customer um, what hardware resources are required for his specific transportation management system in our case. Okay, so that's the, the basic thing. So what kind of box uh, do I need to run exactly. a certain... TM and what a certain TM setup <laughs> means, I think we come to that later then. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. okay, so if if I were a customer, how, how could I start this process? How Where could I get the information on what I need? Mm -hmm. for, okay, for my system? two approaches. Um, many applications um, and also transportation management has um, content in the so-called Quicksizer, which is a general available tool for customers and partners where they are, can do that on their own. Mm. Uh, they can jump into that tool and, uh, so to say, enter their data volume and other uh, KPIs and information that is required for such a sizing. We'll get to that. And then the outcome would be um, a list of KPIs that the uh, customer or the partner takes on to the hardware vendor approaches the hardware vendor with this information and then uh, the customer orders a correspondingly sized hardware. What uh, we have in place for transportation management... May, may I ask one question yeah, about that quick uh, sizer? Uh, how would I find it? Is it just Google You can that? find it mm. uh, on the official SAP uh, sites uh, in, in the web. Um, okay. So okay. And mm. we have actually a sizing node for transportation management. Okay. That is node 1801063, which mm -hmm. contains the link also to the Quicksizer tool mm. with some remarks on the specifics of our Quicksizer content. Okay, so all you have to remember is that node number 1063. It's like a exactly. commercial. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, and from there you would have the link, so we don't have to share. So that is okay. the, mm. uh, the, the root point 
of getting to know how to size a transportation management system. Take a look at this note. Mm-hmm. You'll find all the information, all the links uh, that is required to get started, mm-hmm. plus the things that we talk about now in a minute. So, I think that's it. And <laughs> no, <laughs> I think anybody will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dive a bit deeper. Okay, good. That's a good side point. Sorry, I interrupted you. So that, that is the first option. So I go into the quick right. sizer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you would go to the quick sizer, do all the things that the quick sizer uh, requires to be uh, to, to be entered. And uh, the other option, which we uh, use in many cases uh, when it comes to sizing transportation management, is the mentioned note. Mm-hmm. 1801063. <laughs> It contains um, a question, a questionnaire, a catalog of questions which we would like to get answered by customers or mm. partners. Uh, that's actually a PowerPoint presentation where you can type in all the requested information and you can return this back via a ticket. Um, mm. We have a ticket component, TM-BF-SIZ, uh, for the sizing requests that we get. Mm. And... You can have that uh, as a customer uh, externally. We also use that internally. Mm. Um, And there you place a ticket with uh, this questionnaire filled out, attached to that ticket. And then um, either me or somebody else takes on the processing of this ticket. We work on that. We provide all the information it takes into the ticket, reply to the customer. And then the customer has all the information to go to the hardware vendor or the hardware. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Okay, so to wrap up, so I go to that node. One, no, <laughs> I'm not going to. And then um, download uh, the attached uh, PowerPoint. Correct. And we, I think we go through the, what it's asked there a bit later. Attach it uh, to an incident uh, uh, with a component TMBFSIC. Uh, Set that, that, yeah. uh, sizing. No? And uh, then. Okay, get an answer uh, on on the required hardware. Okay. Hmm? Okay. Simple. Okay, so one question from my side now would be, um, does this work for for all different incarnations of TM? So the standalone or the the embedded in S4 or the the cloud? Yeah. Um, So what you get here is basically an estimate an initial estimate for an on-premise system, or if you choose for that option, uh, you may want to install your um, transportation management in the HANA Enterprise Cloud, which Mm. is also uh, every now and then requested. Um, So you get for the S4 on-premise, as well as the HEC uh, versions that you install there, an initial sizing, which tells you how how much capacity do you need from a hardware perspective. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if it's... um so <clears throat> if I have a standalone uh, TM system, that sounds uh, pretty straightforward. If I have an embedded uh, scenario, most likely, I mean, TM is, uh, of course, one of the most important parts of it, but it's only a part of the overall uh, solution. So how would I uh, yeah, would I open an incident still for the TM part and then another one for the other components that I u- intend That's to use, That's a very good right? point. Mm-hmm. Um so when you are using uh, a standalone TM, then uh, that's the uh, the easier part. Then you just provide your information in the questionnaire and you mm-hmm. get um, the full sizing for your transportation management because it's a standalone system mm-hmm. that requires some hardware and it maybe has uh, external system which you connect to each other. Um, but we only focus then on a single 
system. What we have in the embedded case, uh, we are on the same box with other applications as well. So that mm -hmm. might be um, materials management where we integrate uh, us with invoicing functionality uh, and indirectly also with financials maybe mm -hmm. or other components that you might want to use within the Nest4 mm -hmm. system. What we can then only do is we only s can estimate the TM part mm -hmm. of that full-fledged S4 uh, system. So that means in addition to that, what we send to you, uh, you would have to request the other components uh, for their estimate and put all the pieces then in the end together, which sum then up to the overall size of your full-fledged S4 system. So what we do is we take part in that sizing exercise, but we can only provide the TM part of it. Hmm. Okay. So it still would, anyway, select, or already, most likely already selected the components I intend to use, and then according right. to the, our sizing, there would be similar input required for the other areas and then you kind of uh, sum that up and then exactly. maybe if it gets too complicated maybe it's also special services uh, for that uh, maybe we come to that uh, a bit later for let's say special <coughs> special cases mm -hmm. okay but in a straightforward case embedded ddm part goes the same way maybe it's worth mentioning then to us if it's embedded or not in, in yeah. a questionnaire in a way but uh, because there might some uh, uh, Sizing effects, so to say. Oh, that's a good word. Huh? <laughs> so having yeah, very the same there basic. There are actually effects, mm, which okay. we have to consider mm. in this case, yes. Okay, cool. Okay, that sounds okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, that, I think that was a, was a good introduction to the topic and what it's for. So maybe we can uh, come next to, to the, the questionnaire you mentioned. Um, what, what are questions contained in the questionnaire? What information does the customer have? have to provide um, do I have to be to, to answer the, the sizing questions do I have so to be afraid of that or is it simple? no it's a, it's a easygoing okay. uh, PowerPoint where you just have um, several slides um, with different aspects of the transportation management mm -hmm. system it starts usually with some generic questions like um, how does your working day look like? What are peak hours where you expect the system to have a, a peak load of mm -hmm. uh, data to be processed? Um, that uh, can be, let's say, a 24 times 7 system. It could be um, uh, five days a week, uh, 10 hours mm -hmm. uh, time range, and then customers can specify their peak hours. Peak hours are important to know, okay, um, you have to provide hardware sources to cover these peaks mm. so that you do not run into uh, hardware uh, problems uh, and the hardware not being able to process all this stuff. Mm. Um, so that is an important information that is asked at the very beginning. Mm. The next thing would be, okay, how long, for example, would you like to keep the data in your system uh, concerning yep. archiving? Mm. Um, we uh, have effects... Uh, based on that information, because the longer you take, uh, it takes to keep the, the data in your system, let's say for three years, that's sometimes asked by customers mm -hmm. who would like to uh, keep the uh, data for three years and then do an archiving. Uh, it has, of course, an effect on the size of the disk. Uh, in, in, in S4, we have HANA as a database. Mm -hmm. It also influences the size of the memory that you have to provide to keep that data in the memory. So mm -hmm. depending on the archiving times, it can vary in the in the sizing information. Then the next step would be, what are the user groups, uh, different functionalities uh, by, by 
grouping users into, uh, let's say, the planners, okay, the right. um, mm -hmm. order managers, um, okay. users that take care of um, yeah, master data or charge calculation mm -hmm. and so on. So we ask customers and partners to group their users and depending on the role of a user, you can tell uh, by certain experience, okay, this planning user, for example, needs a bit more hardware capacity oh, to run yes. the full-fetched <laughs> transportation <laughs> yeah. cockpit, for example. Mm -hmm. um, somebody that enters um, uh, a forwarding order uh, might uh, need just a little less uh, of hardware resources to enter a single freight order, mm -hmm. a forwarding order, whatever it is. So based on that, you can tell already uh, roughly, okay, it's a, it's a big one or it's a small mm -hmm. one. Do you need for the users? That's an interesting point. So if I have a setup where my planners, for example, would kind of do a month's load of planning or week load of planning, is that also a question that influence? So how many documents do I have in one run? Is that also kind of an yeah, answer? There, is, there mm -hmm. are certain other questions which mm -hmm. deal with uh, planning functionality. Uh, there are questions which ask uh, how many shipments do you plan to send out per day or mm. whatever time frame per hour. Um, that is, by the way, a most important information. We get mm. to that. Mm -hmm. um, so you can tell by the by the questions um, what is the potential data volume of such a planner. You mm. get an idea when you're a bit experienced okay. when taking a look at the mm. questionnaire. Okay, you could tell mm. what is the Uh, the category or the magnitude of uh, workload that such a planner mm. or other users will face. So like a worst case scenario, coming back to other questions, but I never archive, then I, I have uh, maybe five or I have 200 planners and each of them is planning, planning uh, some thousand uh, uh, freight units uh, in parallel and all is done Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, that would be a kind of a worst case scenario. Exactly. And then if, if I have the same number of planets, but it's kind of uh, uh, kind of distributed around the world, for example, or so, then it gets better and okay. Hmm. That's so why this part Imagine uh, a customer that has a central transportation management mm -hmm. system for the whole world, and there are central planners just mm -hmm. uh, brainstorming that would plan the whole world mm -hmm. uh, in just uh, two hours then that would make a difference to just going around the world and having planners in the regions to plan their part okay. at the time when they need it. Mm -hmm. That would make a difference, of course. And batch users, if I have batch, then I would consider them like a planner, right? If I don't have a planner, <laughs> so it's free, but it's not. So I, I would have to kind of the batch user that does this automatic planning yeah. to estimate that as a planner, I guess. Okay. And that is also something that you find out based on the questionnaire uh, mm -hmm. information. Um, Is there more automatic planning uh, foreseen or are these really uh, human beings sitting in front of the screen doing the planning stuff okay. manually, so to say? Okay. You get an idea about this. Okay, so you use the information about um, what users do I have, uh, when are the peak times, to just to get a rough rough idea on, on how how big the scale of the system actually exactly. has to Plus be. Plus the, the other questions, they deal with different uh, functional parts of the transportation mm -hmm. management. Um, the questionnaire sequence uh, goes like, um, the first thing is, what comes in as uh, orders? 
that could be uh, uh, order-based transportation request, delivery-based transportation request, forwarding orders, sales orders, mm. uh, whatever you can think of. Uh, th so the demand gets mm. in. Mm -hmm. And that is the first part of the uh, questions. So all TRQ, <laughs> so TRQ to say. related. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So then the next so. uh, thing is, okay, how many freight units do you derive from these objects? Um, and what is the structure of these documents? Mm. Um, for example, the, um, how many line items mm. do these orders <laughs> have? That can influence, of course, also um, the uh, the performance. Um, so it scales, yeah. of course, it's linear. Mm. But um, the if you have a thousand items, it takes you a bit longer than just uh, creating a document with ten items, for example. Yeah. So there are influencing factors which I can read from the mm. uh, questions. Mm. So there was one question: How many items do your uh, documents, for example, have? And then I can tell. Okay. And if I have like a, a wild mixture, so I have one with uh, with one item, or I have one yep. type of orders with mm -hmm. one item, and then I have this huge ones with 10,000, do you need like a, a peak and an average, or exactly. what is the information? So if uh, I get to see in the questionnaire, and uh, many customers specify, okay, there's uh, that, that can deviate, I, I can have orders with one item, mm -hmm. or I can uh, have orders with a thousand items, mm -hmm. um, then I try a bit from, from my experience with mm -hmm. that uh, to, uh, to stream streamline this a bit to come up with an average. I have to cover the peak, of course, mm -hmm. uh, but um, you always have to play around a bit with the numbers that you calculate mm -hmm. to really uh, have a good hit. Okay, so a customer, if he has a very special situation, he may even add some some sentences uh, about that kind of free mm -hmm. text that he yep. would say, okay, mm, my that's my peak, but it's only the 1% case or exactly. it's the 50% case that again helps, I, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And mm. if worse comes to worse, I will take on the ticket back to mm. the customer, okay. um, ask the customer certain questions to clarify exactly such um, mm. um you know, um, deviating factors uh, where it's not quite clear what is the average, for example. Mm. Then I ask back the customer or the partner okay. to give me some more detailed input. So some, but if the customer would have statistics from, I mean, our items typically would come from SD, MM, whatever exactly. documents that would help so that you have the, the, the average, the peaks, and maybe also the distribution. It, it won't, maybe it's easy to find out uh, and it helps a lot to get a more precise. Okay. okay. So, mm -hmm. and the questionnaire goes on then with other questions and with each question uh, that concerns data volume, it is uh, vital to also provide uh, data volume per what time range. Mm -hmm. So if you forget to put in the time range that mm -hmm. the data volume needs to be processed in, mm -hmm. then, well, you can distribute it among a day or an hour or a second. What is it exactly? And that has, of course, a huge influence. Mm. Uh, it makes a big difference whether you want to have 100,000 TRQs processed in one day versus processing the same amount in just one hour. Black Friday where we had customers <laughs> uh, on Black Fridays, the mm -hmm. famous ones, mm -hmm. um, where they need to have that high volume. And then I need to know, okay, this needs to go in one hour. Mm. Functional-wise, it goes on. Freight units, uh, how many, how are they structured? Um, then um, we have also questions uh, that uh, ask for uh, optimizers settings okay. mm -hmm. so that I can also pass the ticket to uh, at least the optimizer component mm -hmm. directly and ask them to provide the customers and partners also with an optimizer sizing. Oh, yeah. Then after the optimizer, we have as a result freight orders, uh, which mm -hmm. can then maybe have um, tendering carrier selection involved, maybe charge calculation. Mm -hmm. That's also mm -hmm. some parts um, uh, that are then being asked about. 
Mm-hmm. For example, charge calculation. How many rate tables? How many uh, agreements uh, are there? How are they structured? Is, uh, how many entries do you expect in a charge calculation uh, mm. tables? Mm. Because the lookup of charges can be very complex mm. uh, because you may have a million charges in one table and then it lookup takes yeah, expect- yeah. Uh, respectively long. Mm. Then finally, you get to the invoicing stuff. When the process is done with transporting it, you would like to have maybe the invoicing stuff that we offer involved. And you, w- you would like to know, okay, uh, do you want to have an invoice per uh, order that you uh, transport? Or would you like to consolidate multiple orders in uh, one invoice? Mm. So monthly invoicing, for example. Then it ends uh, uh, with the final questions again uh, with the users. That's a funny part. Uh, there is one, uh, several questions of the users at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I ask that again because it's usually one of the most important factors to know how the users are structured. So therefore, I have the user question at the end of the questionnaire again. Ah, so it's a control question, if it is. So to say, yeah. <laughs> ah, be careful. I see. And that is pretty much the uh, customer input What? that they can provide. Maybe one question or uh, about the optimizer sizing. So I think uh, for that, it's, I think it's important to know that the optimizer is a separate installation Correct. typically, right? Okay, That's a good mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be aware that this is uh, a separate... Um, server, Mm. which is uh, not implemented in ABAP, but Mm. in C++. Mm. And these guys, our colleagues uh, in the optimizer team, they have also attached in the famous node that we mentioned several times, they have an Excel sheet where they additionally, to that questions which I have in the questionnaire, uh, also can have specific questions Mm. um, concerning the uh, transportation network, Mm. which is to be expected, Mm. and a few other factors which play a role for the optimizer. And um, nevertheless, usually I send the ticket to the optimizer guys, tell them, hey, the customer or the partner has filled mm-hmm. out that Excel plus on slide, I think, seven or five. Uh, it is the uh, the questions in my questionnaire about the mm-hmm. optimizer. All that together helps them to come up with additional hardware resources that you need in addition to my estimate mm-hmm. uh, for the optimizer if you use it. Okay, and then the, the optimizer sizing, that would be also a separate kind of machine sizing. Exactly. It's not part of the… That's a separate box usually box. Mm. Uh, in the majority of cases that you have to connect to your TM system. You can uh, uh, set up these R- uh, um, corresponding RFC connections mm. uh, that then call and uh, they can tell you how big the uh, optimizer server needs to be. Okay, yeah. And if I think there's a special uh, situation that you could, I think, in principle, also have like a optimizer engine on a, on a cloud server. So if it becomes yeah. too 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 big, and, and you only need it once a week, but then uh, huge, then maybe that is also an option uh, to have that in a kind of cloud uh, hosting. Same thing, like the the, the very uh, one of the very first questions: standalone versus embedded. Mm-hmm. Here you have to specify also in your questionnaire. Uh, you should mention what is scenario uh, how would you like to have your system architecture uh, in, in in rough because we're not discussing IT questions in in a sizing we just tell you okay the overall hardware resources need to be this and that big okay okay so I think that's uh, um, that's a good uh, point to ask the questions about the results so we know we already covered what what the customer provides as input for for yeah. the whole sizing um 
task, let's say. Mm -hmm. So what can you then provide to the user? What, okay. what information? So the, uh, the customer or the partner gets an answer in the ticket. Um, and it starts with the, um, the note that this is an initial sizing estimate. Uh, where we do not all, uh, where we do not know all factors which play a role in the final system. Yeah, sure. So you cannot uh, do that on to down to the very detail uh, for an in initial sizing. Most of the times, it's in the pre-sale cycle, or if a customer wants to upgrade from an uh, old version to a new version of TM, so to say, then uh, a resizing is maybe requested. So the outcome of the sizing is actually. Um, we have within SAP um, a unit of measure called SAPS, S-A-P-S, mm. mm. and that is a hardware-neutral uh, number w expressed in, in SAPS, mm. uh, which tells you, okay, um, this is um, the, the uh, calculation power you need to get this done, what mm. you have requested for. So um, then the next uh, KPI that you return back is um, a split up uh, into an application server and database server. How many subs does mm -hmm. uh, the application server need? How many subs the database server? And the substance more for the processing power, so to that say. That is the, the processing CPU. power that is mm -hmm. concerning uh, the decision how mm -hmm. much CPUs okay. um, uh, do, uh, do you need. Okay. Actually, um, such a uh, CPU core mm -hmm. has a certain amount of subs mm -hmm. that it can provide and the hardware vendor can tell you then, mm -hmm. okay, you need... Uh, let's say, uh, 10 CPUs with six cores, having uh, uh, each core uh, having 1,500 subs, and mm. then you uh, you can scale that up uh, yeah. to the final subs that I tell you. Yeah, that's also when you read like tests from new processors, exactly. uh, then, then it's very often mentioned. Uh, you know. So um, the subs is important to get to know yep. how many uh, CPUs will you mm. need. And there are certain uh, rules of thumb uh, to determine the, the memory, but we also give some statement about how much memory mm. uh, the application server will need, how much memory the database server will need, and uh, for the overall system, we of course need to determine um, how big needs uh, do we need to size the disk space that is required to permanently persist uh, the data that we are processing. And that is mentioned plus some hints uh, what you need to keep in mind when interpreting these numbers. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I always put into the answer is the legal disclaimer. Mm. Uh, what you do get here is not a final um, contracted mm -hmm. number, but we have to make people aware of the fact that it can deviate because we do not know all the factors which actually play a role in the final setup. Yeah. Okay. And um, having that, you get uh, summed up total subs, total RAM, total disk size, plus the detailed information uh, for the application server hmm. and the database server. But there's no requirements on like I/O uh, things of the uh, SSDs or, or whatever uh, storage device you have. That's more likely, most likely, more common thing then. But it's not that you specifically say yep. I don't know. That any. is mm. that is rather going into the IT parts mm. of such a, a sizing, and that can be in, usually uh, talked about with the IT experts at the customer, or uh, you get uh, some services maybe from your hardware vendor which can tell you, okay, mm -hmm. go for this, go for that. Mm. Uh, they can pretty much tell you um, 
what the hardware setup uh, in detail should look like. Mm. We mm. at SAP only provide a hardware neutral, uh, and we are only allowed to do that, by the mm. way, mm. to uh, to pr provide hardware neutral um, sizing numbers. Uh, and then uh, the customer decides, do I go for IBM? Do I go for HP? Do I go for Lenovo uh, and all the others? Mm. And then they would know based on that numbers, okay, yeah. that makes sense to have, I don't know, 500,000 IOPS on, on SSD and, and, and whatever RAM, I'm out of sync with that. So yeah. the spec uh, makes sense for that setup. So that's not part of our setting. So we really give how much memory, disk size, Correct. and CPU power. That exactly. Is the result. And in our case, split up into the... TM part of the uh, system, so to say. Exactly. The optimizer and scheduler, by the way, so reference to the last episode, uh, the sizing for, for that server. Um, and uh, with that, I go to my hardware vendor and he would know, okay, what does it mean in terms of available systems, which right. boxes, uh, configurations would make sense for that setup. Exactly. Okay. Sounds like makes sense. Maybe I would have one question about the, the input. So, I don't know if I start small, yeah? so I roll out maybe one country, one business unit, a test setup, but then I have a plan to, to grow, hopefully, yeah, if it's successful. Um, and so how would I handle that situation? Would I already come with a max or would I yep. have like two sizings? Uh, so um, what um, several customers have done, they uh, made themselves a plan Uh, how to grow this in mm -hmm. the future and how to scale that up. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was one automotive customer uh, that uh, sent me uh, four questionnaires. Mm. Um, uh, the, the first rollout country was, I think, Germany. And they wanted to know, okay, next year we want to go live in Germany with mm. a certain amount of data, mm. this and that amount of users and so on. And I provided this in the first place because that was the most important information for them to get started. But then they asked me, okay, here are three other scenarios for the future when we roll out this in complete Europe. We go over to North America and to Asia. And that was, a, um, I think, a five years plan. And then uh, I had a bit more work to do, of course. Uh, I need to calculate four different, let's say, scenarios. And then I provide them with, let's say, two or four, uh, in this case, four different uh, sizings where they get exactly per scenario exactly the same KPIs which mm, we discussed okay. a second before. And then, okay, with right. then you would go with the different scenarios to your hardware partner and then you say, okay, maybe it makes already sense to buy it. Or, uh, meanwhile, I think you can even I mean, virtually buy that big box, but you only pay for exactly. what you use. And, okay. Exactly. That's something yeah. you discussed then with your hardware so partner. So other, uh, others uh, also uh, tend to put in the data of uh, several... Um, E um, evolution steps into one questionnaire, which is a bit tricky to read. Mm. Uh, if possible, just make a copy of the first one and adjust the numbers to the next scenario. Mm. That makes my life a bit easier to keep track on what is the numbers for which uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine if it then even the combination is maybe I don't know you grow with with users but not with documents and the third step it's documents but not users yeah. then it's get confusing on on what is when and exactly. so another um, uh, let's say extreme scenario was okay there was one customer uh, they didn't want to have a central transportation management system but a, a distributed one so for each country one single instance mm. so I had to calculate 24 countries 
And then I uh, created myself a little Excel where I <laughs> recorded all the, the KPIs to keep track on, on, on that exercise, which takes then a bit longer in processing the ticket. Mm, okay. okay. So you talked about the, the different varieties of complexity for the different scenarios. Um, so I guess the overall process is the same, independent from the complexity. But is there a point where it's just too complex to g even a give good a rough point. estimate? Um, so um, in the end... Um, we had customers with data volume uh, that was so large that we were never able to re simulate that kind of data volume in our own internal systems. So what we have to tell these customers then is to um, to go for an expert sizing. Uh, then this manual sizing uh, is not mm -hmm. serious anymore because there are mm -hmm. too many factors which can play a role and influence um, the, the overall estimate. In this case, an expert sizing uh, is... Uh, recommended and that is also in the quick sizer uh, uh, pages mentioned and in the mm. sizing information that you can find in, on the sap.com uh, sections mm. um, what you do when you need to uh, have an expert sizing is you actually can uh, have your partner do that for you and that usually is you set up in your existing system you have a hardware and you set up the system as you would like to have it as a target and then you measure exact the full-fledged setup and measure mm. the process as it will be exactly the same. And then you can come up with um, a, a better Methods. sizing measurement mm -hmm. uh, and estimate for your very specific scenario. That is usually done by partners or you can buy in uh, AGS services here from SAP. Uh, they have colleagues uh, supporting customers and partners also uh, to come up with um, a sizing that is, of course, uh, chargeable. Mm. service that you can buy in uh, but that is every now and then required if it becomes that large in Or, case such a mm. in this case such a manual uh, sizing estimate won't be uh, good enough I would say yeah. yes. mm. okay so what I get from this is uh, the the simpler the scenario the more accurate um, the the estimate gets or Is yeah, it, it, it's, it has some, some final dependencies. What we try to cover is an, uh, an average questionnaire which covers the most important things that we know of have an influence mm -hmm. on the uh, hardware requirements. What you cannot foresee is certain customizing settings. Uh, it might turn out that a customer decides, okay, I would like to have um, the charge calculation going always directly along with uh, the freight order creation and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. These are little tiny switches mm -hmm. and bits and pieces which you cannot foresee. Then you yeah, get sure. uh, to the nitty-gritty stuff and uh, you cannot tell what is the exact influence on that. And maybe also may have sometimes very special scenarios, like we have some customers on you doing charge calculation, but that in a in so intense way that they have like an end of month uh, 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 process where they create really huge documents only once a month and then maybe not even with the user, but in batch. But that is something maybe also where to be on a safe side on from, from both. So not to have a too huge system, but also to have a, appropriate system where expert sizing maybe makes sense if I have all huge documents, I have a uh, uncommon structure in a way that I, I handle, uh, I don't know, large uh, uh, capacities and, and, and really with uh, uh, tens of thousands of, of items and, and dozens or hundreds of stages, and which is not a common 
uh, yeah. scenario and then it makes sense to be on a safe side to, to use that special service. Actually. Exactly. I would at least buy it in uh, if there are doubts on such a, okay. uh, uh, let's hmm. say, call it manual est uh, estimate mm -hmm. because uh, at a certain point it starts deviating from that mm. uh, what you get when you really precisely exactly mm. measure the setup as okay. it will be. And then if I have like huge customer add-ons or so where a lot of processing is done maybe an enhancement also then maybe it makes that sense. is also mm. a factor which is hard to cover in our uh, initial sizings um, mm. uh, there are customers which build something on top and then they would like to know okay if I run this on top development in mm. my process how does it affect the, the hardware resources so that is always a question where you have to collaborate with the corresponding implementation partner mm. plus the customer plus us where we give our part we can mm. say this would be the standard and they need to maybe do something in addition to that what they have implemented like uh, i know that some of our customers and projects have dozens or sometimes three digit number of additional fields in the items and of course we can only estimate i guess based on our standard exactly. structure okay yeah. and if i plans in that direction and maybe I, I add a certain uh, topic okay right. talking about uh, what influences uh, this uh, sizing? So are there some kind of key drivers? So if I increase the number of, I don't know, concurrent users and, and have a, is, is, or maybe if you could just go into that, what, what makes a uh, um, TM system size uh, larger, what mm -hmm. is not so important? So um, the... Probably the biggest uh, factor which I face in, in such sizing mm. is uh, the amount of users okay. that are uh, intended to work on that TM part of the system. Mm. Um, there are uh, sometimes customers which uh, speak about 2,000 named uh, users, mm. and then it turns out, okay, the, the, the concurrent average users, uh, or the average concurrent users, this sequence way, um, is only, let's say, 100. There are potentially mm -hmm. 2,000 users, but only in average there are expected to be 100 users okay. on so the system at the same time, maybe in peak, then peak concurrent users, 150, then it's okay. But um, the, the number of users, and especially the peak number of users, influences uh, the size a lot. I guess a sub-size uh, mainly, or is it also for, for memory and, and stuff? Uh? Um also the memory, okay. uh, also the uh, processing power that you need. Uh, okay. Imagine uh, you have a TM system where mm. there are only, let's say, 10 planners with mm. a large transportation cockpit, which requires mm. a bit hardware. Mm. And um, they do the planning for all the worldwide transports, 10 people. Versus um, scenario where customers tell you, hey, but I have 500 planners uh, that need to do that in parallel, mm. uh, spread around the world, okay. 24 times 7, uh, then this will have uh, a significant impact. Okay, so just to wrap up on, on that, so it's important to know the number of named users, but that's not so that's not critical. The tricky part. That's just uh, different users. But what you really need to know is how many users are working in parallel at the same point in time on a in system average which is and the in peak in average and the, and the peak. and the peak is actually mm. that what i use in the estimate to cover the the peak uh, amounts of uh, hardware resources that we need because in the end such a system uh needs to be able to cover the peaks mm. 
So it, it doesn't work if you just have uh, half the uh, hardware resources, but you know there's a peak which doubles uh, the um, computing power uh, demand uh, mm. at a certain point in time, and then you do not have that hardware power. So it works in average, uh, uh, <laughs> but not on Monday mornings. It's, exactly. Uh, that, that should be prevented. Mm. Okay. Um, so that's the um, concurrent, what you call it, current concurrent users, right? Mm -hmm. And also was asked for that. Um, does it make sense that if I have a very special setup, like you mentioned, I have 10, I have maybe 100 concurrent users, but 10 of them are the global planners and all of them would plan like with thousands of freight units in parallel. There's maybe a context information yep. that, that also helps. You can specify this in the section where I ask about the user groups, what they exactly do. Uh, you could put there some commands in uh, mm. which gives us this detailed information. Uh, and if we know that information, Uh, many customers and partners don't provide this, but if we know that, we can keep that in mind for our estimate. Okay, so it makes it more precise again. Okay, so that's the users. Users is mm -hmm. the most Im influencing mm -hmm. parameter, but there are, of course, others which are application-specific. Let's uh, say uh, when we talk about the difference between a standalone S4 and an embedded S4, mm -hmm. in the embedded case, you have, so to say, a direct integration. You may create a sales order, From that sales order, you directly get the freight units, and then you go on with your transportation management process. Um, it doesn't uh, need um, a service message communication between two different systems, like in the standalone case. For a standalone, and also doesn't need to store a TRQ object. Exactly, right? uh, mm -hmm. and that is a good point. It it saves you some memory, some disks. Hmm. Uh, space and uh, the processing need to uh, receive that message, process it, create a TRQ object out of it, and so hmm. on. That can be skipped um, in the uh, embedded case, which you have in the standalone case. There you need to keep in mind there's a message communication hmm. that takes a certain while. Then you need to create this TRQ object that consumes memory, that consumes disk space, and so on. So there are certain differences. We have one customer from Korea, the famous one, Uh, where we had two sizings, one for standalone, one for embedded, mm -hmm. and it made out, uh, it turned out that um, they could reduce their hardware resources quite a bit uh, by going for the embedded. Okay, well, well. okay so these uh, specific bottlenecks that come in different scenarios are also um, evaluated and... I keep that yeah. in mind when I take a look yeah. at the questionnaire, and most important is uh, customers and partners should tell us, okay, Am I a standalone? Am I an embedded? Uh, so be as precise as possible uh, to give us that information. And the better then the estimate uh, mm. becomes and gets. Okay, so the you mentioned so it's the users, it's the processes uh, that I mm -hmm. use. And and or document size or is that the document not size can mm -hmm. also play a role. Um, mm -hmm. It of course makes a difference if you have Uh, in the end, freight orders which carry a thousand items mm. versus um, freight orders which just have one uh, item. So um, there might be also um, the need that you have a forwarding order, TRQ mm. object, and uh, the freight unit building rule is uh, um, designed in a way that it not only has a one-to-one -one relationship between TRQ and, and freight unit, but it uh, has a certain freight unit split logic that creates let's say a thousand freight units from uh, the 500 items that you have in the forwarding order all this yeah. all in all together hmm. the document structure plays an important role so it would be interesting for for us always to know okay how are your documents structured mm. 
Okay. What do you plan with it? Ah, here I can uh, uh, plug the first TM uh, podcast episode. That's about freight union, freight union building. So if you didn't understand uh, the last sentences, you may, uh, and you should, uh, uh, then uh, you can go to the first episode or use other sources, of course. Okay. And that's, that's interesting. So it's the user and, and their distribution uh, along the week. Yeah. It's the processes that I use or don't use. And it's the size of the documents. And for the document sizes, it makes sense to be as precise as possible, also in terms of distribution, as, as we talked earlier. So if I if my peak is a, a thousand items, but that's only the one percent case, I should also add that uh, to you so that you have a, not ending up in estimating all the documents with a thousand items and exactly. then have a huge machine not really required. Yeah. Okay. Anything else uh, on, on that influence sizing? Sounds pretty complete. Uh, Just like in the other uh, mm -hmm. uh, questionnaire parts, um, what I gather from this information uh, is a uh, gut feeling, okay, is this um, a large data volume? Is it a low data volume? Mm. Um, for example, charge calculation is very much depending on the size of the rate tables and mm. the number of entries uh, that you have to look up when doing the charge calculation number of agreements uh, which have to be found for charge calculation uh, is always uh, always a bit uh, to be calculated and kept in mind and for the settlement process for example which is at the end of the of the chain let's say it that way um, it's always good to know okay do I uh, do I have a consolidation of let's say freight orders in a freight settlement mm -hmm. document or is that a freight uh, settlement document per uh, freight order mm -hmm. and um, We had customers which did extremely large consolidation of mm. freight orders, a uh, hundred thousand uh, into one large big invoicing document. Uh, I might be exaggerating, but um, mm. imagine a large volume that you consolidate uh, and you want to invoice just uh, every uh, week or every month, um, then it becomes very large. Uh, plus, if you set then up to recalculate uh, the charges for this invoice, mm. Uh, uh, when you create that invoice, it becomes even longer. Okay. Things it, like that. It, it kind of decreases if you have that huge document, yeah. so it, it decreases the required memory or the disk space, I guess, because you have le less like header parts, but the yeah. the um, subs or the computing power and also the will, peak memory yeah, will increase. And, and, okay. So that's also something to be considered. But most, in most cases, this is driven by the business process and nothing. They can say, okay, I, I sent you now 10 uh, invoices per month uh, because it's cheaper in sizing. <laughs> Most cases, that's not an option, I guess. Uh, okay. That sounds... Plus, complete. let me repeat it. Yep. Um, when we talk about an S4 system, people tend to uh, have large residence time of their data, meaning uh, the archiving okay, is yeah, expected yeah. to be, I don't know, I'm exaggerating again, uh, 10 years. Which doesn't make sense. Uh, you you have to have a good reason to keep transportation management, logistical documents uh, in your system. It's different with the financial stuff. There might be different uh, country-specific rules which mm. uh, force you to keep that information in the system. Mm. But for transportation management, you have to keep in mind um, we, we are not replacing a, a, a BW mm. with mm. our information, but we have only... Um, You know, um, operation uh, operational analytics in place, which mm. by by default only covers, let's say, three month 
short mm -hmm. period of time mm -hmm. and not the full-fledged uh, 10 years of anal uh, analytics, for example. If you go for a long-term analytics, you rather have a, a BW in place again, uh, also in the S4 space, and do that uh, extraction of the data uh, to the BW and then do there the analytics or use the SAP analytics cloud uh, mm. in mm. recent days to do that long-term analytics. So there's not necessarily the need to keep the data logistical data so long in your team. Okay. That Good. can save you some RAM because we have HANA as a database. Mm. Keep in mind that's a memory-based database and it saves you some disk. Good, we are getting closer to Christmas this year. It's 2019, by the way. So for those listeners uh, <laughs> listening later, if you would have, uh, uh, what, what, what are your wishes uh, towards uh, a questionnaire or what the common mistakes that you see? So what yeah. if I want to now, I really love that sizing and uh, next thing I want to do is getting a sizing from you. So what is the perfect uh, input for you where you have a brick? Uh, so... Uh, for our famous uh, note, make sure that you can read that note, get access to that note. Um, take a look at the questionnaire, and the questionnaire is the, the let's say, our source, uh, initial source of information. So it's most important for us to get that filled out, out as precise as possible. So that means if you uh, answer the question about a certain data volume for a specific document type, please provide... Um, the the full number if available and always mm -hmm. assign uh, the information uh, of the time range that it relates to mm. uh, there should be never um, the, the the question answered like okay we have a hundred thousand forwarding orders I need to know or we need to know uh, in which time frame mm. because uh, in the end when we calculate the required uh, subs CPU mm. power uh, this formula requires um, a, a Uh, calculating down it, how many subs per hour do I actually need to tell the customer? Mm. Okay, so this is a required information, and uh, if I do a wild guess, mm. then uh, the yeah. estimate doesn't get very uh, high quality in okay. this. And um, if you um, don't know the exact uh, uh, number of users. Try to make up your mind and, and really estimate this because it's the main factor mm. of uh, the, the size. Um, and try to at least give a rough uh, grouping of your users into different roles, like mm. the transportation uh, uh, planner, uh, the uh, guys that do the invoicing, uh, and so on. There are different groups. Mm. If you read the documentation uh, for TM, you find out, okay, there are different mm. uh, transportation management rules and I have a certain amount of users for the planners, for the invoicers, and so on. Okay. So if we get that information, it helps us to better estimate, okay, planners take more then invoices and charge calculation takes a bit more than just invoicing without charge calculation and so on. So we, we can shift around, slice and dice this a bit better to get to a more precise estimate result. And then if you have very special scenarios like you described before, also provide that information so that you have a chance uh, that this is not only a planner, but it's a planner with... Uh, uh, 10,000 uh, exactly. freight units uh, versus uh, there's other planners. So provide that, that context. Just perfect mm. to know 
these details. I know that in such a pre-sales cycle, mm. it's not always possible to get that detail. But if yeah. possible, please provide it. Uh, in a pre-sales cycle, you can always come up with rough information mm. uh, if it is not possible. Uh, but then you need to be aware that uh, this gets a bit unprecise and you may have to uh, iterate this again with uh, some more detailed information later on. Okay, so that makes uh, also sense to kind of maybe start with an initial estimate and then when I get, uh, let's say, more precise and maybe then also very different numbers yep. to uh, reopen uh, that and to, to reconfirm uh, throughout the, the life cycle of the implementation. Exactly, so to say. that happens many mm. times, by the way. Mm. Good. And then, but you also mentioned earlier, if I have different, uh, like, rollout phases, then do not try to squeeze it into uh, one size. Maybe split it up in multiple questionnaires. Hmm. Uh, let's say you want to roll out this over four years and you always uh, should come up with a separate questionnaire with the different data volumes that you have in mind for the different years for rollout. Okay, that makes it... And what you have to keep in mind, um, sizing is never a subject of negotiations. Um, you always have to make sure that you understand here, this is the data volume, this is the number of users, there is no, no, there is no negotiation about can I have it with the half uh, size of the hardware. Um, in the end, you need a hardware. <laughs> uh, and it uh, won't be done with a pocket calculator, but we can do something about the size when we know exactly uh, some details which allows us to precisely estimate. And you may also... Like you described the influence factors earlier, you also have ways of uh, addressing that maybe by, for example, uh, arranging your peak loads uh, throughout the time loans in exactly. a way if that, that you don't do the optimization uh, with a planner or with all the planners and the settlement, everything is done in, in, in parallel. If that is not really required, you also have ways of kind of shifting peaks. Which Exactly. Mm -hmm. That is something that I make people sometimes aware of if you split your peak up into two which are close uh, in the in the time range to each other uh, then you would be able to uh, uh, have uh, to lower these peak times a bit and that requires uh, then less hardware than uh, covering a, a gigantic peak uh, mm. while the rest of the time the the system does only a few things um, so that can be smoothened a bit okay Good. All right. So, thank you, Holger, for your for your insights. You're uh, very welcome. Uh, thanks, Bernd, for your excellent questions. Uh, I hope uh, you listeners now have a good understanding um, of the sizing process, where to get started, where to find the information, um, what information you have to provide in case you have any sizing questions. And keep in mind... The note is 1801063. Okay, we can okay. even sing it. Huh? Maybe we can make a <laughs> oh. short song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay, so. Hear you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.